Hello guys, gals, non-binary pals. Welcome back to the podcast. Guys, today on the podcast, we have Chris and Lewis, who are two University of Surrey students. Today, what we're going to be talking about for a quick trigger warning is going to be heavily based around sexual assault. So if that kind of thing triggers you, just feel free to click off. Uh, This is not the episode for you. Chris Lewis, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Okay, uh, my name is Lewis. I am the next vice president of the American Football Society, um, and I'm going into my fifth year of university uh, next year. And uh, I think this is quite an important subject that needs to be discussed at uni, uh, especially in all-male societies. Yeah, uh, my name's Chris. I'm a physics master's student. I joined American Football in my second year, about to graduate. Um, for a male-dominated sport, I think it's important to open up a dialogue apart, uh, for these sort of things. Um, so any sort of discussion, I think, is always going to be helpful. Um, yeah. So, so um, we're going to be talking about quite a difficult subject in terms of what to do when your friend is accused of um, rape and sexual assault. Uh, Chris is sharing one of his personal experiences um, with two of his friends and he did get permission from the victim, so I just wanted to make that clear. And we're going to be navigating the ins and out of that situation a bit. So, um, Chris, do you want to start by yeah, talking a yeah, bit about sure, the situation? Sure, So, um, I was out in Berlin doing a placement. Um, I was just about to leave this January, and um, one of my male friends and one of my uh, female friends, they were kind of together a little bit, then they weren't. Um, this was around November time. Um, and then they came back after New Year's and the girl, the victim, called me into her room and she um, told me that one night, mid-November, they both got really drunk and then they went to his room and then she kind of passed out and couldn't remember anything and then um, they had sex and then she woke up the next day, didn't feel comfortable about it, tried to confront her about it, he was very dismissive, but she, at the time, kind of, I don't know, just thought it was one of those things and put it to one side for a little bit um, and then when she thought about it for a while she realised what happened which is that, that she was a victim of sexual assault um, yeah so that's kind of the, the basics to start off with do you, uh, do you want me to keep going and let's see how these I, things developed or um, I guess just if you could talk a bit about how you initially handled the situation yeah, like, sure. and kind of go into believing both parties at the beginning. Yeah, sure. I mean, whenever you hear something about a friend, because I was better friends with the guy than the girl, it's initially a bit of a shock. I know from a male's perspective, you tend to project yourself onto your friends because that's just what you do. Oh, yeah, sure, we'll do. Um, yeah, um, you project yourself onto your friends. So you almost feel like an accusation against them is an accusation that um, is against who you would find or you, how you, like you you trusted that person right and then they've done something like this it makes you question you and your beliefs um, but at the same time I valued this girl as a person so it was difficult but somehow in my brain I'm almost settled with uh, simultaneously believing both that they were both in the right. Maybe not to cause a stir, maybe not to get myself overly involved for whatever reason, which, in retrospect, wrong thing to do, because from your pers- my perspective, especially being someone that we both listen to, um, it's best to speak out 
a bit against these things, but these things can sometimes take time. Um, yeah. Lewis, what do you think about this? Um, have I've, you ever had anything similar? I, so I had, I've had something similar. I actually I haven't actually asked them, so I'll keep all names out. Yeah. I have a friend who's told me they've been uh, sexually assaulted. Like um, a guy or a girl? No, a girl. Okay. Um, and it's very difficult for her because um, the the university basically he his his friend basically proved that she enjoyed it. If you get what I'm saying, if I'm trying to explain. So really, they it, yeah. She went back to his house and she then got sexually assaulted. And then when she tried to report it to the union and security. Their, his, their argument wasn't always flatmates is that they all heard the right noises coming out of the room. Are uh, you kidding? Yeah. Um, she didn't want him for getting thrown out of university because she's quite nice, and she should, but she didn't. He, her, their agreement was that they had never been in the club at the same time, Rubik's at the time. He didn't even agree to that. So now she still has to see him in certain places where we go around the university a lot and she just nudged me and be like, like he's here and I'm like it's, it's fine and I like I have to like tell her she's gonna be okay. She's a lot better than when it has happened because it happened a couple of years ago. But yeah. I honestly couldn't imagine that. Yeah, yeah. So. That's horrible. Yeah, I, <laughs> I have the dark thoughts. This is the wrong thing to say about what I do to what I want to do to him, and I've never met him in my life. But just because he's done that to my friend, it's a bit. Yeah. Protective, man. That's yeah. that's understandable. That's understandable. So, yeah. It's it's just so disheartening to hear like how easy it is not to believe the victim. Yeah. You know, because why would someone lie about that? Yeah. First of all, statistically, it's like only 0.5% yeah. actually lie. That's yeah. so low. And then to have the things that discredit them be things like the right noises coming yeah. out of a room, it's ridiculous. Yeah. What were some things with your friend, Chris, that maybe made you believe her less? Sure. I mean not being particularly educated on the situation. I mean, hard to imagine um, such a thing happening, really, especially because I you know, try and live my life the right way. Most of my friends, I imagine, they live their life the right way. I've never had these sort of experiences before. So you don't understand the world which is engaged when you start to me- when people start to indulge in these sort of things. You know, all of a sudden, you start to think, okay, I understand you've told me, um, and the, but she didn't want me to speak to him, which I didn't necessarily feel comfortable with because, you know, I was going to maybe have to see him. We were part of a group of friends. You, you know, you want to confront him. You want to maybe have a conversation. And so that makes you think, OK, maybe there is something there, but I, not, not something to act on. And even stuff like, maybe, would you go to the police? Um, and then she would. She said no, um, especially, but it took me some time to realise what, that process would be like for a victim potentially to go to a courthouse or in some sense and essentially be torn down while being the victim over multiple months or years. Um, it's not, especially in a situation where you maybe just want to move on. Um, Realising that later on, again, these are sort of things that pop up in your head. Oh, why would we not want to talk to him? Why would you not want to go to a court? But then you start to realise these reasons why and then all of a sudden those doubts go away. Um, which then sort of clear up the picture and you go, okay, my friend did commit a sexual assault. Or, yeah, yeah. former friend, not current friend, really. Uh, yeah. it, is, it is funny, though, because it's like all these different things. I've, I think them too. I used to think them too as mm. well, like before I was educated on yeah. the subject. And it's like, I think we as a society, a lot of the time, 
judge how victims of sexual assault and harassment grieve almost. Like, if someone's dad died and they were yeah. acting out, however they handled it, we would just be like, okay, their dad died. Yeah. Yet someone gets raped and yeah. they're like... You can never imagine truly the situation, um, especially because there's not that much out there in general, especially stuff with grief. I mean, there's movies, TV, stuff yeah. like that. You don't tend to get these portrayals in general media because they're not nice. You know, yeah. they're, they're, so then all of a sudden people don't, aren't exposed to these sorts of things and then they don't know how to act or how people are, sh are supposed to act or what, how, the, how people's emotions are going to, uh, you know, or, or you can do, especially from a guy's perspective, in a situation where you're not unlike, less likely to get sexually assaulted is imagine how you would react and, you know, then all of a sudden maybe your male ego starts to take, take, take into account and then you start making horrible assumptions about how people should emotionally respond to trauma, which is never a good idea. Um, yeah, I don't know really. My first edu education, if you call it, of this subject was I met some guy in my first year, I can't remember his name, and I said, um, my, I said to my other friends, why is he so like challenged? Why do I like, well, we're in a club and he's struggling. And apparently for the last two years, he's been trying to get some rape charge taken off him with some girl who made it up. So my first education of like, I didn't, I didn't get any education before school at uni, was that basically some girl had lied to try and ruin some poor guy's life for the last two years. The uni wouldn't let him do his degree or anything. So he ended up being like three years later than he was meant to graduate and his whole experience was ruined just because some girl didn't like him basically and just didn't want him to. So that was my first, like, I was like, ooh. Like, and it's like you got the outlier yeah. as yeah. your first experience, yeah. you know? That, yeah. And But we hear about the situations where people have lied almost more they get more media coverage in the actual yeah. easy like, clicks yeah. easy easy narrative to especially these days where there is a certain genre of people growing up boys growing up that are necessarily fed these kind of ideas about I mean almost because you never want to accept a position of privilege especially if you don't realize what it is and you get told you're privileged you've got these benefits that you don't necessarily realize you have because it feels like an attack doesn't yeah, it yeah 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 for sure and no one likes to be attacked for whatever reason and all of a sudden media narratives other sort of not to get political but other sort of you know ideologies that surround those sorts of things kind of start to feed into the narrative and then you start to click on them and you fall down the rabbit hole and before you know it you've adopted a certain ideology that is like a male supremacist ideology, which is not a way I would suggest people to live their life. Yeah, so obviously we want to prevent that. Like, um, with you two having experiences and talking with different women and being, I'd say, more educated on the subject, um, how, how would you encourage, like, people who are like you to onboard some sort of I, I don't, understanding? Like, how did, how did you get to where you are now with your perspective? My, my understanding sounds quite bad. I only really understood it more as the person I described in the conversation in my story. Is That's from that. It sounds really bad. I didn't learn until I basically heard it from experience. But that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want you to feel bad. Yeah. Like, there shouldn't be judgment. Like, I think it's really cool that you're here sitting down with me telling me about it. How do we, like, make men feel less judged and yeah. bring them into the conversation? I don't know. The best thing I found, especially dealing with the situation this year, was... After, because I, I left the country and removed myself from the situation, which um, was both good and bad, good, perk. and not an option that everyone. No, has. no, of course it's not. Of course it's not. Um, and then, but then, um, especially around International Women's Day, you start to see these kind of non-judgmental posts and almost educational videos and various 
things that women feel that well, they wouldn't normally express, you know, about how you want they want to be approached in a club, how they want to be talked to, how you, how you should manage social situations or only how they feel. By, and even the statistics, you know, I didn't realise about the whole conviction rate of sexual assault and how unlikely it is to get an actual conviction on these sorts of things. And then you start to read in a non-judgmental environment, which is simply just you reading something, um, especially because what you read a social media post, you tend to follow people you like, these people you maybe trust and then, you know, but the best thing is to open up some form of dialogue in some, way, in some capacity, hopefully something like this. Maybe does some does some form of benefit, but I, I I'm I don't know. I'm not don't necessarily have an answer for that. All you can do is try, I guess. You know? Well, I had this weird feeling this week. So we had uh, a few people over on Friday, um, and one of the, I didn't realize. I one of my friends was a girl went home on her own, and when I found out the next day, I felt terrible. And she's like, "Why do you feel bad?" And I was like, "But I don't like." It sounds like it's a built built in reaction that I, men now have that I feel like the girls have to be walked home with someone, even in Surrey, which is Surrey compared to a yeah. lot of worse places where I'm from and you can live in. So I was like, are you okay? She goes, I'm fine. I'm, I'm here, I made it home safe. But you start building of like, you have to walk someone home. Yeah. And if we have girls over to our house who aren't like any of our girlfriends, I always say, can someone walk her home? So one of my friends has to walk to campus with them. So like. It is scary walking home. It really is. Yeah. I, I feel like that's a really nice thing that you do. Mm. Could, you, could that ever be interpreted as um, patronizing, do you think? I think it depends. I, if the girl says no and you don't respect that, yeah. it's always yeah. like, yeah. okay, sometimes they do want to just yeah. walk home and yeah, yeah, yeah. clear their thoughts. But it's always nice to offer, I think, yeah. to yeah. walk them home. Yeah. Um, so I, get, I just want to come back to just the question of, do you think that your experiences with women and their... Or, yeah, with the women in your life who have experienced sexual assault has made you more likely to believe victims in the future? Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. I didn't, I'm not really, I'd, I always say it, it's it's so bad that why would someone make that up until I heard the outlier, like until I had the other story. Yeah. Like, I'm like, it's so bad. How can someone think, oh, it's okay to tell someone this has happened to them when it's not actually happened to them? Like, it's just a major thing in society. Everyone knows it's like the worst thing that can possibly happen to someone. Yeah. Like, why would you then be like, oh yeah, it happened to me just to like, like it's like, oh, it's, I had that, I'm, I'm cool now, I've had this done yeah. to me, like it's stupid. It's almost like those stories where people are lying stick with us more. Like like what I said before, it's like, we hear so many stories about sexual assault that it, it goes over our head nowadays. That's yeah. how big of an issue this is. Yeah. And it's like, you get that one that's like, oh, they lied, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's so rare, and yeah. it's, it's the exception, it's not the rule. It can, yeah. it can be a difficult thing to juggle, though, especially because in my situation, um, initially, both because both of the people involved would speak to me, I would try and arbitrate, try and be neutral and, and objective to try and do the best chance I can to try and at least allow them to communicate. Um, uh, so, I don't know, it's... Therefore, it's tough. Yeah, There's no, so it is tough. It, and especially because, uh, like, the girl herself... I spoke to her the other day and she said um, no, I understand it will take you time like it took her time to realise the whole what the whole thing was you know um, so these things I think the best thing you can do is give the victim as much support as she needs or he needs for example yeah. um, um, or they they, they yeah sorry <laughs> no I'm not touched up on my phone no now, it's so. fine that's the whole thing we don't I, I don't want to <laughs> that's another discussion for another day um, yeah um, but to give, try and listen to what the victim wants you to do try and respect that but I think from my perspective also isolating the you know person who 
did the thing completely didn't feel sit right with me from the perspective of maybe in some capacity he might listen to me in one day at the moment it's not a great idea to have the conversation you know it's I'm not in the position physically or mentally to you know deal with trying to coach life coach someone on that front but at some point maybe to reach out and just for my own well-being at least attempting to have a conversation to prevent something like this happening you know is something it, it, it sounds like a it sounds like a personal like a personal not a vendetta but a personal kind of mission but it's mainly uh, because I've saw the ongoing consequences to my female friend and I would very much like to stop something like that happening yeah know? and definitely I think it's good to take the stance that you're taking because it's not being a bystander it's being an active bystander yeah, sure. in the situation which is really important yeah. to want to talk to the perpetrator with like the victim's permission yeah. and make a difference and go forward and keep that in mind for other situations yeah. like you don't want to just sit there and kind of be passive yeah. being active is really really great yeah. i think that's something that more people in general yeah. should do so no. I, think that's really I did i did that for so long mainly because i was scared <laughs> of getting it wrong yeah. i mean whichever way you know whichever way that falls someone's you know while someone that you yeah. knew and trusted is getting shoved on or is getting you know yeah. put in a bad situation so if you were to I mean it, again it's, it's again it was just being scared not not being not seeing the right thing to do at the time which I don't know I wholeheartedly apologise for but everything is all about learning you know and People are just passive because passive is easier. Everyone does, yeah. the, everyone, especially in our new society now, everyone just does the easy thing. Like everyone does the easy thing by believing people are, people are making it up because it's easier for them to, to accept the fact that it's not actually happened and their friend's still the same person they're friends with than it is before. Like yeah. I can never explain, I've not had the same experience because I can never believe, but of course you're going to believe your friend. He's your friend. There's a reason why he's your friend. There's something about him you semi-trust or even really trust. He's a close friend. And it's just like you've, he's broke your trust. It's like not even nothing happened to you. You're not, you're not the victim at all, but you feel like he's broken your trust. But it's still hard. Yeah. Like it's hard to accept that your friend has done something yeah. like yeah, that. And for sure. hold them accountable while still like what, what Chris has done, having a relationship so you can maybe talk to them to make sure they, do that, they don't do that kind of thing again. Yeah. You know? It's really tough. Yeah, but you also don't want to, you know, and maybe appear to patronise or favour them because that will again just push them in the wrong direction it's a difficult thing to uh, a difficult conversation to have uh, it's not saying I mean it's saying I'm, I'm hopefully going to do with more time when I'm not doing finishing my master's degree you know it's, that's a difficult thing to, to try and jumble at the moment I think the best thing is at least the victim is happy with my stance and that's what I would always implore people to do make sure the victim is okay first and then progress with your own personal needs and wants what you want to do pushing forward um, yeah. I don't know like, you're the expert Lauren does that sound, does that sound, does that sound like good advice <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm, I'm not the expert that's the thing I'm trying to navigate this stuff too yeah. there's so many nuances to all of this yeah. like we just need more education and conversations yeah. like this around the subject for sure but yeah people are just too even like big companies like, school, like schools and universities are just too scared to teach to talk about things like this because it's such a like hard topic that like they're so worried about not offending the popular it's like you might upset someone because you've had this conversation but it's needed to have that's part of the reason why I wanted to come on here because I feel like 
like we have no issues at American football, but I feel like anyone could be educated more. Like I, be, I need, I've come to university and educated loads more than I thought I needed to. At school, you think yeah. you know, like you know everything about stuff like this, but then stuff like this happens, and you're like, I actually have more education. It's like education you don't realise you need because people you just don't know understand what's happening in the world. Yeah, it's like how do you know what you don't yeah. know? You have like you have like blinkers on you. You're just like in your zone and you don't actually know what's happening in the whole world. Yeah, and then it's too late. Yeah. It's like ignorance is bliss until yeah. you know something awful happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely think that you're right um, about U.S. education, probably U.K. education yeah. too. Right? U.K. education, yeah, definitely. I, I think that growing up, we learned a lot about. Um, sexual health and like how kind of the anatomy works but never yeah. really about emphatic consent yeah yeah for sure i mean the, the, there's so many things i mean even from a legal precedent um, that are just so up in the air and not particularly clarified um it's sometimes difficult for just a normal person to wrap their head around you know i mean i was speaking to girls after the situation and about especially you know, people that maybe have looked into this sort of thing before because they've also had or known people that have had experiences and realising that it's... You get, if you step into this world of making a legal accusation, you, you could end up doing a lot of damage to your own mental health because you go to a situation where you get teared down, you get cross-examined, you know, right. on, on, in the sense... And I think maybe from, I, I would say, from like a top-down reform situation... From from there could maybe be. <laughs> it's a bit ambitious, but that's. I mean, I'm, I mean, I, I don't know if I, I, I don't yeah, know. No, you no, seem no. like quite an um, ambitious person. I'm very serious. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully we'll we'll get there. Um, I was gonna say on that point of education, I went to an all boys school, and I don't remember any conversation about consent. Yeah. Well, I think that's Pemi because we're an all boys school. We never had any. So no, they, I, we, I, I was in a mixed school, and yeah. there was nothing. But I know, but I know some mixed schools in the UK they're a little bit better because they have to be because literally there is boys and girls in the same classroom yeah. like this but we had it all boys and the all girls schools up the road but we didn't really have an interaction with yeah. them there's men we don't the only thing i remember is you might have heard of the teacup um video oh, yeah and that's about it but that was back in like your six year seven they're like this is like yeah, yeah. I know, that so almost no, trivializes it doesn't it in yeah, a way year 11 which is kind of like but the whole i got the point of the video but i was like there's certain people in this room who aren't getting the point of this video. you can just tell oh did, wasn't there a did, wasn't there a t video here there was a t video with, i had a t video on my introduction here yeah i remember it. we did too having having, having, having your tea and then all of a sudden you trivialize a very serious situation yeah. which isn't necessarily the best they're just trying to make it it's like oh here we go we've given here's our little answer to here's our answer to the Hopefully, this people, hopefully 95% of people who understand what this is about won't do it, but it's the other 5% who don't understand, which thinks it's a joke. And then It's so tough, though, because it is such a sensitive topic. Yeah. It's like some yeah. people will be triggered by it. So it's like how do you bring in that topic to education and conversation and yeah. then also make sure that people who are going to be triggered by it kind of can stay out of the room almost. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to end on that note because we're at time. But thank you both That's all right. for That's all right. coming on to the podcast. Thank you for my sticker. It's been great. Thank you very much.